This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, helping you maneuver the road of real estate. Get up to speed with expert insights on the mortgage industry and your Northwest stomping grounds. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. Street Talk. Now, with his panel of industry insiders, here's Chris Davies. Good morning, Seattle. Good morning to the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to Street Talk, your radio show on all things real estate. Uh, I'm Chris Davis with uh, Laura's Home Loans and Mortgage Masters. Lucky enough to be joined by Blake Nelson with Compass. That's right. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me out. You're very welcome. And also Mr. Quasi Bowie from John L. Scott. Man, happy to be here. Boy, if there was any doubt that winter was coming... Or autumn is here. I think it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of an October day in September right <laughs> it, now. It's been laid to rest. Uh, the rain is cold and the air is cold and everything is uh, sort of cooling a little bit, a little bit like uh, Seattle's real estate market as far as uh, prices are concerned. Uh, a couple of interesting things of note: um, interest rates, according to Freddie Mac, are at a one-month high uh, as far as uh, what's happened over the last uh, few months. Uh, so again, when you look at that in relation to what's going on with pricing, uh, when I say at a one-month high, it, Freddie Mac says are at 4.6. Uh, they've been hovering around 4.5, 4.52, somewhere in that neighborhood. So not much of an increase. Uh, a year ago, it was at 3.78, which brings up an interesting question. Uh, re- prices have gone up so much, but what, do, what really does that mean regarding affordability? When rates move up. So I just did some interesting math for you. Get your take on it. Uh, Essentially, what that means is that every $100,000 that you finance, if the rate's about 1% more, your payment's going to be about $60 more a month for every $100,000. So when you're financing $400,000, your payment's going to be almost $240 more a month. Now, that's just the principal and interest portion of your payment. So obviously, when some of us are pushing the envelope on what we can afford, that can be quite a bit. Now, the other aspect that's occurred this year, which hasn't really happened in years past because it's been very, it's been very slow to rise, is the increase in property tax. Great point. Yes. And you know, that's been huge. Right, because the property tax in of itself in King County has gone up anywhere from 11% to 32% for 2018. That is a pretty significant increase. I mean, what I'm talking about as a, as a percentage of your payment, your payment on the interest rate increase of 1% is about 12, 13% more than what it would have been. You now couple that with the property tax payment, which we have to underwrite too as well from the lending side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that can be pretty... So eye-opening. Is it your opinion that we're kind of hitting the kind of upper echelon of where property taxes increase, interest rates go up, pricing has kind of hit an all-time high, and now it's just a little bit more unaffordable? I think that's part of what's, what's le- uh, leading to the slowdown a, a little bit. You have more ho- homes in the market. I think more buyers will come into the market just because of the fact they're not bid- they're, they're not in a bidding war anymore. So therefore, the, they, they're... They're not going to go through that stress. However, when you start to look at, oh, my gosh, you know, property taxes now is going to be $500 a month instead of four or 350 due to the property tax. I think all of these things coupled 
people have to think about it a little bit more. Typically, most people out there can afford way more than what they're comfortable with. Because mm-hmm. when, you, when, you, when you take into account that we can, if your credit's excellent, we can underwrite to 50% of your gross income. So if you're making 10000 a month, essentially, and you have no other debts, your housing expense could be $5,000. Nobody wants a $5,000 payment on $10,000 a month gross. Yeah, and, and we talk about all the time on the show that a lot of the times when we're talking to borrowers and we're talking to clients, they are coming and they are making their purchase based on the payment. What's my monthly payment? And now that monthly payment equates to this is how much buying power I have. So it makes a lot of sense to break it down by interest rates going up, property taxes going up, uh, so as well as, well as home prices. Well, I, I think that, again, when you start to look at it, if you've been out of the market for a year and now you're coming back, you, expect, you have to raise your expectations. Because I, I do think, I know I'm getting calls in relation to people wanting to come back into the market. You might as well, just from the people that took a timeout, for example, uh, going through the doldrums of, oh, my gosh, we didn't get this one, we didn't get that one. You know, we, we, we've paid for five pre-inspections, didn't get the property. So you're amassing all these expenses. You know, there are a lot of people that did take a time out. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know. Well, and, and Blake, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. But what, what I think is going to be really, really interesting headed into this seasonal shift, because, yes, it's different for our market in the past few months to have inventory going up, sales kind of plateauing, is – what does the seasonal slowdown with inventory typically dropping, what's that going to do? And for the home buyer who's thinking, I want to be in by the holidays, I want to be in by the new year, whatever it might be, that increase in those people that did have buyer fatigue coming back to the market, because we're seeing a lot of that right now. So I think it's a very interesting time in our market for some of this shift to be happening. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, I think it's more of a catch-22, though. So you've got, on the one hand, like you're saying, buyer fatigue. A lot of people kind of took a step back and they were scared off. Now, the people that are stepping back in, there's good deals to be had. But through this seasonal shift and whatever it may be, what I would encourage the other side, the selling side, and if you're a listing agent or you're thinking about selling your home, is to be patient. You know what your value mm-hmm. is and don't back down too quickly because you didn't get 15 offers in the first few weeks. Absolutely. So um, I think that the big thing is that cumulative days on market is going up. And stay patient. You have your comps. You have your price for a reason. If it's justified and your agent thinks it's justified, hold to it. Don't start slashing because if we see this seasonal shift into a winter market, by the time we come back for the spring market, we could have uh, we could have easily, as sellers, backed ourselves down in comps quite a bit. Yeah, and I agree 100% because, because houses were selling so fast, that's what some sellers, if they're not being educated by that listing agent, that's what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, if you look at the statistics and what ha- what's happening, be patient, right? If you're positioned properly, you've done the things right um, to come on the market for that first impression, you're, you're going to be in a good position. Uh, point, counterpoint. I mean, what you say is valid, but as listings do stay on the market longer and longer, that means there's more houses that come on. That come on. So your choices increase. So at that point in time, I think what gets affected here probably is going to be the listings that aren't 
done the right way. In other words, having the right broker telling you to do the right things that this is where that kind of cream rises to the top a little bit is because you need to get back to cleaning the carpets, staging the homes, X, Y, and Z. In other words, there's a lot more work now on the listing side than what there was because before, if you had a listing, if the if the windows needed work or if the flooring was uh, not in best shape or if just period, if the house was just dated, mm-hmm. you just go ahead and throw it on the market, get multiple offers. And it's almost, we talked about this many months ago, where it's, it was almost like houses that were not fixed up were getting as much as houses that were fixed up. So why would you do one or the other? Yeah. Your agent has to do more than press enter on the MLS to get a house sold right now. So interview properly, make sure you're getting a professional. And it's supply and demand. We have more supply and a little bit less demand now. That's not a bad thing. It's just getting into a little bit more of a balanced market, which we have been in a a way out of whack market for a little while and and to, to the seller's benefit. Yeah, and there were again. I I think there's been driving forces for that. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, as far as the price, you're not going to see this huge price drop or anything of that nature. However, you got to be careful too. I think that you know a lot of people at this point are also, again, going back to the sidelines, stepping back, waiting and see what happens. To me, find a house, find something that you can live with payment wise. If you can find something that meets all your buckets, you should go ahead and take it. Not and not necessarily go. Gosh, I'm not going to make. $100,000 $100,000 in the next three months. Well, and to Kwesi's point, I think it's becoming, real estate is becoming a little bit now more, it was a short-term investment there for the last you know, three, four, five years. And now you're kind of getting back into the long-term trend line. So find a payment that works for you that's going to be in a place, in a location that you're happy to stay and, and ride it out. Well, that's exactly what home ownership's about. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not about necessarily making that quick buck. It's a matter of having a roof over your head where you can raise your family and live life to the fullest as the way, as to the way that you want to live it. So that's what I would recommend. Uh, folks, the number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Once again, 844-TALK-101. Some things go really good together, like a hammer and nail. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with wisdom and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're looking to renovate, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. If you've spotted that perfect fixer-upper, a renovation loan tied to the purchase could be a great way to get things fixed up before you move in. Questions about a renovation loan? Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hi, this is Quasi with John L. Scott and the Quasi Homes team. As a real estate agent, I love helping my clients make the most of their investment. When you are selling a fixer-upper, a teardown, or buildable land, you not only want to make the most for your property, you have so many other factors to consider. Can the buyer get financing? Do I want a bunch of people walking through the property? How long will it take to close and get my money? And that's where I come in. Strategy and experience are critical. 
critical with these types of properties. I'll help you measure your options, hammer out the details, and get the best value. If you are considering selling your fixer-upper, teardown, or buildable land, give me a call. 206-854-4132. That's 206-854-4132. This is Quasi with John L. Scott. Start by investing in experience and strategy. All conversations are confidential. Call 206-854-4132. Hey, Story Monson. I've been telling you for five years now about the wonderful people at 3010 Weight Loss for Life, the local weight loss program that has helped listeners lose hundreds of thousands of pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers. Doctors and clients love 3010. The doctors love it because they see their patients getting healthier as they lose that weight that burdens people's lives. The clients love it because they look better, they feel better, and the team at 3010, they're incredibly supportive. The nutritionists check in with you every week. They have healthy recipes. They make it delicious for you to lose that weight. And you also learn how to keep that weight off. 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Give them a call. Get started. Get down to your target weight. 3010 Weight Loss for Life, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010. Or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it. Sharing the latest news and exchanging insights on the mortgage industry and all things real estate, this is Street Talk. Now, with an ear to the pavement of our Northwest stomping grounds, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk, where we talk about all things real estate. You know, we're talking about the market and what the market's doing and uh, what interest rates are doing as far as uh, the home price, as far as the home purchase market's going. The biggest aspect about getting involved or being involved now, it's a great time to buy just because of the fact that prices have dropped a little bit, the market's softening, so you can negotiate all the normal things that you would normally negotiate. But the consequence that if you're in the market to buy and you're not looking right now, you have to keep in mind that rates are not going to be stagnant. Uh, with what the economy is doing, uh, with the jobs report that came out the first week in September, that was extremely positive. Uh, it's almost a guaranteed lock. I mean, I have to be careful how you say that, but it's almost a lock that the Fed's going to raise the rates two more times this year. So you have a rate increase coming in September and again in December. So typically what their normal course of action is, they'll, they're, they're, tight, they're tightening the economy a little bit. So they're going to raise the short-term interest rates by a quarter point each time, more than likely. So for those of you out there, if you have anything, anything that's connected to Prime, whether it be a credit card, whether it be a HELOC that's not uh, locked in, uh, those, those things are impacted by what, the sh- what, by what the Fed does on a short-term basis. So that means by year-end, you're probably looking at a half-point increase in that specific rate. And next year, they're talking about raising it three more times. So when you look at that, mortgage rates tend to lag behind what the Fed does. So right now, there hasn't been much activity throughout the year, even though the Fed has raised their rates a little bit. They raised them last year. We saw a dramatic increase in uh, long-term mortgage rates between February and April, and then it remained, it's been flat for the most part. Uh, So when you look at that, if we hit the fives next year, we've already lost, you know, $240 on a $400,000 loan amount in the last year or so. Uh, if, if we keep getting behind the eight ball, at what point do you 
does it become completely unaffordable? So, again, I, I stress for the people that are out there, if you, now's a great time to get out there and look. Well, and do we think that <clears throat> part of that is the pricing correction in our market? And we're seeing uh, more price cuts than we have in a little while. And that could be just a little bit more of a balance out from the interest rates to get people back into that comfortable zone where, hey, here's a push-pull, but sellers can't really sell for this price at this premium anymore because it just pushes the payment comfortability. And I think there's been a, lo- I think there's been a lot of uh, articles written here probably in the last week, two weeks, talking about the dramatic drop that's happened uh, across King County, but also specifically within Seattle. I think the three-month price drop within Seattle was seventy thousand across King County. You know, across King County, I think is about fifty thousand. So some people are slow to react to that. So now that they've seen, that's you know, I th- some of the price drops that you're seeing out there in the market are fairly dramatic. Yeah, but it's also in perspective. How long has it been going through the roof? It's been about three years steady that it's just been up, up, up. You know, multiple offer situations, bidding wars. I mean, it has been it has been a wild ride for a long time. So I, I think it's a healthy adjustment. I think that uh, we're getting back to normal. If you look at inventory, inventory is still hovering, you know, a month, maybe you're a month and a half in some areas. But at the end of the day, anything under three months, we consider a seller's market. So we got room. You start getting to four to five months, that's when we start getting into normal market. We're still so far from normal, it's ridiculous. We're just so used to this wild ride that people, oh, you know. Well, I think it's because people are getting into the market and it's been a short-term investment. And Mm -hmm. in that short-term play, a lot of folks that have bought in this area – have made more money in that amount of time through equity in their home than they ever thought that they would or you know mm-hmm. times multiplied however much they would make in in a year. So now people I think with the pricing reductions and people seeing it go the other way is actually flooding the inventory even more because people want to cash out and hold on to that money. Yeah. Um, instead of, you know, going through the waves with it. And not to say that we're backing down into a bad area. We're just getting into a market with a little more normalcy. Well, again, I mean, I think you have to also point out, even with, uh, if you want to say it's dramatic, that you, you property values drop 70000 Medium price year to year, even with that in play, you're still, I think, in, within Seattle, plus 3%. Yep. As far as the price goes, so you're you're certainly not in a losing proposition. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, when it, and which is a healthy market. I mean, yeah. anywhere else, yeah. uh, plus three to five percent, you should be very happy with. Yeah. It. So don't panic. <laughs> we know it's starting to rain out there, and people don't necessarily, you know, we we get used to the sun, and people can't drive in the rain around in Seattle, you know, after a while. But at the end of the day, calm down. Market's normalizing. It's a healthy adjustment. So, uh, you know, if you have a situation that you're contemplating buying, selling, renting the property you own and buying another one, give us a call. Uh, the number 844-TALK-101. Uh, we'd like to hear your situation and just kind of what your thoughts are on the market. Uh, specifically, uh, you know, if people have been sitting on the sidelines that want to get, jump back into the market again, or if they was sort of beaten up a little bit. Again, I've, dealt, I've, dealt, I've had quite a few clients that went through that process, and it was, it was mentally draining. Um, you know, p- people that 
that do on a day-to-day basis, it's not so bad. Well, and getting back to, I I mean, I'd love to hear your point, Crazy, on this, but, uh, you know, contingencies. I mean, when was the last time you saw a 35R? And then when was the last time you saw a rescission, um, which for for those of you that don't know, would be, you know, backing out on, you know, whether it be inspection or whatever it is, you're basically terminating the contract. And it's nice to see buyers getting that option because they get into a home and, and, you know, unfortunately in the market we've been in, there's been a lot of buyers who have gotten into homes with no contingencies and found out skeletons in the closet later. So now getting the buyers to go through the proper channels and doing their due diligence is is a very wonderful thing. And hey, if it doesn't work out with the, the deal, it doesn't work out. But if you either come to an agreement and move forward and that's the way buying and selling is done, it's not all just 100% one side to the other. Yeah. So I think that's adjusting sellers' expectations and your listing appointments that, you know, we're going to need to clean the crawl space. Is the roof done? You know, uh, has there been any leaks? X, Y, and Z. I, I think that that's a very good and healthy thing to get back into our market. Yeah. And, and there's so much to unpack in just what you said right there on so many benefits. Contingencies. Yes, they're happening, people. So if you're if you need to sell your house and then buy this or, right, then maybe you get a contingency where before you'd have to sell and go or maybe you're doing a bridge loan or you're doing a home equity line. We're actually seeing contingent offers right now. So give us a call. Let us know if you're interested in doing that. Actually having an inspection after mutual acceptance, right? So now we're not burning through cash on inspections and pre-inspections, right? It, there's so many benefits to this healthy adjustment that we're going through. We could go on and on and on. Uh, about some of the things that uh, benefits, but those are two major ones that I think people aren't considering right now. Well, I think from the lending perspective too, uh, you can buy you, uh, loan amounts up to six hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars. You can uh, you can have the house for five percent down. If your loan amounts four fifty-three one hundred or less, you can get into it for three percent down, depending on what the situation is. So you're not talking about you know, a lot of money when you're talking about a $700,000 house, 5% down, you're right there. So you're looking at that, $35,000 gets you, gets you into a $700,000 home as long as you have the income that will match that type of payment. So when you look at that, buying a home has gotten easier over the last few years. Uh, credit score-wise, conventional loans have, are typically have a minimum score requirement of 620. And it's not bad if, you, if you're a first-time homebuyer where the credit scoring doesn't affect your interest rate as much. Uh, if you're doing a normal conventional loan, you, you probably would want to look at an FHA or government loan where they, where they really try to avoid uh, having, the, having the credit score affect the interest rate a whole lot. So there's a lot of options out there you know, for your mid-range credit scores. Chris, where do you think that is a... Uh good base level to have your credit score to be uh, X credit score to buy and up? I mean, where is the credit score where you're going to get the best rate? You know, when you're talking about, it depends. It's an impo- it's almost an impossible question to answer, and here's why. Uh, it, it's going to be dependent upon how much money you're putting down mm-hmm. and what what category of loan you're doing. In other words, conforming loans go to 453100 So 
that's when the that's your your normal conforming loan is going to be capped at that that amount. Between the conforming and jumbo conforming, that's when it goes to six hundred and sixty-seven five hundred. So that's called jumbo conforming. It's still loans that are backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So those those are going to be reduced interest rates loans versus just going to a, a bank that keeps the loan in house. Above that, you're talking about jumbo, and jumbo is going to be is going to be investor based. That's a that's a, a field that. Fannie and Freddie don't play unnecessarily. But to your point, as the credit score goes down, then you just look at different options. Uh, you, go, you can go FHA if they're not putting 20% down because uh, at that point, the mortgage insurance and the, the, the tolerance for lower credit scores is much greater. So there's a, and also the under, you know, as your, score, as your credit score goes down, the underwriting engine is going to have a harder time with it. So getting that approval is going to be more difficult. Uh, the questions that I always ask is, why is the credit score lower? We always take, we'll take a look at it and take a look at how to analyze the credit score. If there's a way to improve it in the short term, we'll do that. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're buying uh, with 20% down you want to, and you want the best possible rate, the best of the best, so to speak, uh, you're, you're looking at 760. Uh, most Fannie Mae products will be capped at 740. So you want to be 740 and above. In the jumbo market, you probably want to be 760 and above. Uh, for your normal Fannie Freddie products, you want to be 740 and above. But like I said, you can go all the way down to 620. Uh, and then your loan to value comes into play. If you're putting 40% down, then most of your credit score tiering has been waived because the equity position is so large. Uh-huh. So it does make a difference down payment wise uh, credit score wise because not only is your interest rate affected but also your mortgage insurance rates are affected and that kind of brings up another question I have what are you seeing in the uh, appraisal world right now uh, appraisals so far have been good I've had one that I, I've had one that came in low uh, but I think that's more the result of the appraiser versus uh, in this, in that particular loan, the person was putting plenty of money down. And he didn't. He knew the market really well. It was very comfortable, even though the appraisal came in a little bit less. But over the last year, I've had one low appraisal. Have you seen any high? Uh, I've seen two high because of big price slashes and. Yeah, exactly. So uh, typically, it's unusual to have an appraiser come in above market. Uh-huh. They're very conservative. By uh, they're very conservative, so they they typically if they can just you know. Have it be at the price, and that typically is what happens. But uh, haven't seen too much one way or the other way, but have seen a couple come in high lately. Yeah, and those are unusual, right? Right. I mean, so, well, you, you take into account that historically, if you when you're doing refinances, here's an interesting point: when you're doing refinances, your refinance value on the appraisal is going to be different than your purchase value sometimes, yeah. or if you were to sell the home. So, a person that says, "Oh, I'm going to refinance," and they think the home is worth three hundred eighty thousand. Right? Yeah. It's going to be a little bit different. Folks, we'll get more into that in the next segment. Number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Some things go really good together. Popcorn and movies, grandparents and grandchildren. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with wisdom and guidance. Now... Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call 
Ask Laura. Hi, it's Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans, and we would love to share all the insights we've learned over the years to help you make the best decision for your family. Questions about a reverse mortgage? Is it safe? Could we pay off our current mortgage or even buy a new house? Any question at all, just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, it's Story Monson. You know my story at 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Four and a half years ago, I had 25 extra pounds, and in about five or six weeks, they helped me lose that and get down to my target weight. They are helping listeners lose hundreds of thousands of pounds collectively. They make it so easy for you to get down to your target weight. All you have to do is get started. Give them a call, 855-843-3010, or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. For decades now, when neighbors and families were ready to make a move, they'd call me. Hi, this is Laura Keel, and now it's time for me to make a move. Introducing Laura's Home Loans. When you're considering a reverse mortgage, refinance, renovation, or new home, please consider Laura's Home Loans. My family would be honored to offer you the personalized service we're known for. Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Laura's Home Loans. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CO40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hi, this is Patrick. And Lisa. And you've heard us here on Street Talk with Chris Davies. We don't just respond to real estate questions on the show. Nope. We're ready to take your call, meet in person, and start working for you. It's our mission to provide answers, guidance, and exceptional customer service. We aim to earn your trust as your local real estate team. Patrick. And Lisa. Give us a call at 206-954-3555. Again, 206-954-3555. Buying, selling, or or both. both. Your success is what matters most. Our connections can help. Patrick and Lisa, local experts coming together to help you find your place in the world. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com or give us a call at 206-954-3555. That's 206-954-3555. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. When it comes to the mortgage industry and real estate, know the ropes, the ins and outs, and all the curves. This is Street Talk with Chris Davies with a panel of industry insiders here to take your call. Now, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk, where we're talking about all aspects of real estate, buying, selling, and financing. Talking specifically about different loan types or credit score, you know, we're talking a little bit about credit scores. Interesting fact is on the conventional loan side, uh, and this is certainly not going to be in the jumbo category, on the conventional loan side, your credit score can, can go down to 620. On the government side, when it's uh, FHA or VA, uh, we can actually go down to 560. Now, keep in mind that when you have a lower credit score, there's something that cre- that there, there is something that caused that. So whatever, what, it's important that you know if you have a, if you've had a late, late payment on a credit card, for example, it's important now that you're going to be current on that credit card, right? So whatever the issue is regarding credit, it's important that we've sort of dealt with that issue and fixed that issue, because you can have a you, you can have a score in the in the five hundreds 
and have you know multiple open collections and things of that nature. My advice would be to make sure that you've cleaned that up, right? Make sure that there's that those things those things are squared away. And here's what's going to be very interesting or news to some people: when you've dealt with a situation, the most important thing to go out and do is to reestablish credit. So you have to go out there and open up a credit card, whether it be secured, whether it's for $100 or $200. The amount is not important. But it's important that you go ahead and you establish a new line of credit so that way you establish some positivity on that report. And then you'll start to see your score rebound and go up very quickly. Yeah. With those factors in place, there's no restrictions on, on when you can buy as long as you don't have – that negative stimulus on the credit report. Yeah. So from that standpoint, that's where, you know, somebody says, oh, gosh, my score's that. Why am I not getting approved? Well, it's because those collections are still open or it's because you're still not paying that credit card on time. Well, and the other thing, too, that I think is important to note is you said you have to establish new lines of credit. Absolutely. Uh, but let's not fall into the same bad habits. This doesn't mean let's go on a shopping spree. There's strategic ways to use the card and pay back the money and that report positive, positively on your credit report. Yeah, exactly. And it's important. The strategy is very, very important with that. Well, typically, you know, again, just like anything else, when you've had a bad event in your life, you, you typically shy away from that bad event. So if we've had a situation where we've misused credit, you know, credit cards got maxed out, we couldn't make the payment. You know, we're, we're, we're hustling, we're trying to make things happen, but then the calls come in, when are you going to make that payment? And we, we try to avoid those phone calls, and that creates that kind of fear, right? Then that, that, that's, a, that's a negative reaction. I don't want to do that ever again. Well, if you, when you reestablish credit, the most important type of credit to reestablish is the unsecured line mm -hmm. because there's no requirement necessarily to pay that back. By unsecured, that's what a credit card is. A secured line of credit would be a car loan, would be an RV loan, would be a house loan. Well, the, the emphasis there is if you have a car, you have to have a car to drive somewhere. So you're most likely going to make the payment on that. But if you have a credit card, you can choose to make the payment on that because eh, if it goes away, it goes away. And you, you know, maybe people don't realize the impact that it has on credit. So when you reestablish credit, you have to do it with unsecured lines because that's what's going to carry the most amount of weight on the reporting scale. So for people that are in that where they're close to uh, their credit card max or whatever it is and they're kind of struggling to make the payment or they have some money to try to put, put money back down and pay off some of that debt, what is the best way to go about that to keep your credit repaired quickly? Well, I mean, you, you optimize your, your, your credit what, you get the maximum score from each account when your credit balance is 30% of its high limit. So sometimes people will go some, – sometimes uh, people often operate, let me go ahead and pay one credit card off, then I'll work on the next credit card. Well, if, you're, you're, if your goal is to optimize the score, you really want to pay them down to 30% versus paying them all off. Now, some people might think that it's 30% uh, of your total credit line across all of your cards, or is it card dependent? It's each card. So if you have one card that's $10,000, pay it down to three, then work, on the then work on getting the next credit card down to 30%, then work on the next one down to 30%. And then when you have them all at 30%, then start paying them off. You know, so I would, I would 
strongly advise to do it across the board that way versus paying one off and having one maxed or paying one off and having three maxed. Mm-hmm. The three that are maxed will be, more of a, will be more of a negative versus trying to pay them down, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, and that way you'll find it, that will be a way to optimize that score because now they've changed the scoring mechanics uh, in relation to how some of the bureaus work. There's been a little bit of a change there. So if you carry high balances all the time, that, that, that actually does weigh on your score. Whereas before, if you, if you carried high balances but paid them on time, then it would still be relatively high. So you, you just have to be careful. Most important thing, though, in regards to bad credit is to make sure the bad credit's been fixed. Uh, from that standpoint, and then obviously get get it reestablished. Um, as far as the topic of it, a topic goes, obviously we talked about autumn is coming, winter is coming. I think it's really important that it's important that we take care of our house that we have. Um, you know, in other words, you got to take a look around the house and see what needs to be uh, fixed because heaven knows there's a lot of rain coming. So what do you think some of the things that <laughs> some of the things are that people should be looking at doing in relation to their home? I would say uh leaves and gutters. I uh, think it's going to be a big one. I would say that's the, one of the top ones. Um hmm. I mean mostly what I think about is winter, but I'm trying to think about fall. Well, I think, you, you know, go get somebody out. I mean, to the leaves and gutters point, go get somebody out to look at your roof um, and, yeah. and make sure that they, you know, you don't have any faulty shingles. And if you have a tile roof, replace those tiles. And uh, you want to prepare for the winter and, and the wet, get your crawl space checked out. Yeah. yeah. I think the roof and shingles making, you know, the, one, th- one, big th- one big part of the roof, uh, which I've seen quite a bit here lately, especially here in the Northwest, Oftentimes, where the roof meets the outside wall, there tends to be a little bit of mold, a little bit, you know, you see, see a little bit of mold. And really, it's because of the fact the roof wasn't done correctly. You have to, you have, to have flashing in place so the water doesn't, doesn't run up against it or try and find a way into the house. So I would certainly recommend that if you have any sort of mold, having somebody come out, have, check out the shingles, check out the flashing, check out the vents that are on the roof. Because, again, with the, with the temperatures, we are, we, we've had a pretty good summer, a lot of heat. Now you're going to go into a situation where there's going to be a lot of rain. Just a little, a little bit of preventative maintenance here will go a long way as far as the roof is concerned. Well, I'll, I'll keep it real. I'll stick my head in the attic and I'll, I'll take a look. But I ain't, I'm not getting in the crawl space. That's not happening. I'll, <laughs> I'll gotta, pay somebody else yeah, to go pay do, somebody that. To do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not happening. <laughs> um. Other things that you should look for, uh, I would say just check around the house too. I mean, check around moisture, check, look around the windows, uh, make sure that things are sealed and tight. Uh, what else? I mean, I, I, my, my wife thinks I'm weird for doing this, um, and she'd never heard of anybody doing it before. But I take all the screens off of the windows, um, and I put the screens in the, in the shed because we're not really going to you know, open the windows during the winter, right? I mean, so, but that way the screens don't get all beat up and they get all worn and you start getting, you know, holes or I whatever. I guess moisture in there too. Yeah. So I, I mean, moisture is the off. single biggest crux to what it'll, you know, weather and age a home. So, and those are the things that you have to guard for, mm-hmm. which is primarily why, why I'm bringing this up because that's, we're about to get hit. It's probably going to be a rainy season again, just like it was last year. So folks, it you got to quit. in Seattle? 
Oh, does it? (laughs) Folks, you got a question on that. 844-TALK-101. Once again, 844-TALK-101. Some things go really good together. Freedom and liberty, safety and security. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with reliability and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're a veteran or current service member looking to buy a home, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. There are so many wonderful benefits and opportunities available to our service members. If you have questions about how a VA loan could help you and your family, we would love to help. Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, it's Story Monson. I've been telling you for five years now about the wonderful people at 3010 Weight Loss for Life, the local weight loss program that has helped listeners lose hundreds of thousands of pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers, doctors and Clients love 3010. The doctors love it because they see their patients getting healthier as they lose that weight that burdens people's lives. The clients love it because they look better, they feel better, and the team at 3010, they're incredibly supportive. The nutritionists check in with you every week. They have healthy recipes. They make it delicious for you to lose that weight. And you also learn how to keep that weight off. 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Give them a call. Get started. Get down to your target weight. 3010 Weight Loss for Life, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010. Or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it. When picking a real estate broker, customer satisfaction is key. Hi, this is Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. When buying or selling a home, there's a lot to consider, and you've got a lot on your mind. As your real estate broker, it's my job to get the information that's right for you. Your interests are of interest to me. Now, there's a great deal of technology and information out there, but it takes a human touch to bring those numbers to life and close the deal. We'll utilize today's state-of-the-art tools, Keller Williams industry experience, and as a Seattle native, I know our stomping grounds like the back of my hand. I've also been honored with the Seattle Magazine Award for Best in Client Satisfaction. I'm Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. Get first-class real estate service from me and my team. Call 206 935 6262. Again, 206-935-6262. If you're buying or selling, I'm here to help. 206-935-6262. Maneuver the road of real estate. Now, back to Street Talk with Chris Davies. Welcome back. Welcome back to Street Talk. Uh, Blake, I understand that you have some listings today. I do, yes. Uh, first one I wanted to mention was uh, Patrick Brothers and Lisa Ballins. Uh, usually on the show, not here this morning, but they just brought on a brand new listing out in Issaquah. It's Sunset Valley Farms. Um, beautiful big lot built in 1991, 3,270 square feet, four bed, three bath. Go and check them out. They will be there uh, today from 12 to 3. 
Uh, they also have a permitted ADU in Issaquah Schools. So um, if you're looking for more information, it, the MLS number is 13603921360392. They'll be there from 12 to 3. And uh, we have one more in Muckleteo, which is a listing that I just brought on with uh, my father, Chris Nelson, who's my business partner. MLS number is 13604444. It's uh, right in Harbor Point, big views of the sound and out um, towards Woodby Island, 675 townhouse, 1,800 square feet, three bed, two and a quarter bath. Come and check us out. Wow, this sound pretty good. Thank you. And the views uh, look to be amazing. Yeah, big, big, huge views. Uh, Two-car, side-by-side garage. I'm heading there right after this from uh, 11 to 2. Patrick and Lisa will be at theirs from 12 to 3. Oh, perfect, perfect. Again, uh, the listings uh, from from last week's show, I think listings have surged about 66% in in comparison to this time last year. And again, it's not not predominantly because of the fact there's new listings set in the market. It's just because the listings are staying on the market longer, which is to your point from the beginning. Um, you're starting to see more price drops, uh, so it's a again, it's a good time to get out there and take a look at the market. Uh, so, in relation to water damage and what we were talking about in the previous segment, here's an interesting question for you. When you start to see uh, just a little bit of white on red bricks, do you know what that's a sign of? Mold? Uh, close. Close. It's a sign of moisture permeating through the brick. So that just means that, there, again, there's moisture somewhere in the wall or specifically like, for example, with a chimney, if mm. you have a red brick there. So it's something to be aware of. Certainly get it looked at. Um, and just just... A lot of this stuff is just common sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of people recognize the issues, but then they kind of let it go by the wayside and living life. And, um, you know, it can end up costing you a pretty penny in the end uh, where a small fix and just kind of keeping on top of your stuff uh, will sometimes go a long way. Yeah. And if you don't do it, then it just ends up this giant problem. So, yeah, nip them in the bud every year. And the thing of it is, it'll come to bite you at some point. You know, there's some people that, uh, you know, if you have moisture on the walls, they'll go ahead and cover it up. It always has a way of finding its way through. You know, in other words, sometimes you don't want to tear it apart to take a look at it, but that's you got to get to the root of the problem to solve the problem. Well, and actually, here's a a good tip, too, um, is if you've bought your house in the last year, Go and take a look at the inspection report that you got, whether it was the pre-inspection or the one um, that you got after mutual. Take a look at that inspection report and just make a checklist out of that. Go check on those things. Get a handyman to take care of some of those. But that's a good checklist um, to go through and just kind of take care of some of the, the minor things that are around the house. It's also a great idea if you're thinking about selling in the next in the next six months or if you're thinking about selling in the spring. Well, I encourage doing a pre-inspection almost always because um, it, it kind of gives buyers, even if they want to do their own inspection after the fact, it's just kind of a, a good um, precursor to say, hey, we're not hiding anything. Here you go. Here's what it is. And if there is anything wrong, we've already fixed X, Y, and mm-hmm. Z. Yeah, and I think especially moving into this 
this shifting market, right? What are we doing that is making our house stand out a little bit more? And you don't want those issues coming up when you're under contract and thinking, because people think as soon as they sign that deal, like this thing is closed. And Mm -hmm. it's like, that's what they think agents do, which is what we do. But there's a lot of steps in between to get you to closing. And part of that inspection, if you don't want the deal falling through or you don't want surprises or the buyer chipping away at some of the money that you were going to make, be aware of what's going on in your house before you list it. Well, and I think that, you know, you have other brokerages and firms that are do very good at, um, you know, getting people close and through the transaction. But it's much easier when you're not having to uh, dot the I's and cross the T's mm-hmm. through lots of different contingencies and contracts. And that's why it's important to work with an agent that does know the contracts and does know how to negotiate and get through things and get the right vendors because, with no contingencies, there's not a whole lot of ho- whole lot of work that goes into it, but uh, it gets quite a bit more complicated when you start running through all of your timelines. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's very interesting indeed. We I just had a call on Friday. It was interesting about it's from an agent, and they were talking about selling. You know, they were they were selling a condo. As a, as a I I call condos that are under ten units. Like a, it's a boutique condo situation because it's not a massive HOA, that type of thing. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they did away with most of the owner occupancy requirements on condos. That used to be a big deal about two years ago where, you, where half the condominium complex had to be owner occupied. If it wasn't, then it wouldn't be uh, – you couldn't do Fannie Mae financing. You would lose it. your financing, yeah. Exactly. So you, at that point in time, it, it was called non-conforming. Uh, in this particular case, uh, it was a four-unit condo, and uh, three, of the, three of the units were investment. Uh, the buyer, in this case, was going to be owner-occupied, in which case it wasn't a big deal. And, uh, but from other lenders that she had spoken to, other lenders were still saying that it wouldn't qualify for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac financing. So th- there's a lot of misinformation out there. So, again, I think the due diligence on the brokerage side, on the realtor side, it's just as important to do that also on the lending side because that can be a big deal if, you know, if the buyer is set on buying that particular condo, uh, then at that point you need to make sure that the financing is set up from the lending standpoint as well. From an investment side of things, so if you have a client looking to buy duplex, threeplex, fourplex, you know, whatever it is um, – Say they want to get into it, they don't have the twenty five percent to get down uh, down payment. Can they get into it for five percent, three and a half percent, and then how long do they have to live there, owner occupied, before they can move out? Uh, typically, uh, when you when you purchase a property that owner occupied, you're signing something, you're signing an affidavit at closing, saying that you'll live there for at least a year. Okay, so it's usually twelve months. It's usually 12 months. And then after mm-hmm. that point, uh, if you're moving because of a job or something, you know, but you're signing the affidavit that that's going to be there for you. You're not handcuffed to it. Like, in other words, if you had a death in the family, you had to move. I mean, there's, there's obviously certain life events that can change that. Do you have to restructure the financing, though? No, I mean, at that point in time, that you, can, you can contact the service and deal with that. I mean, that's something that's, that's going to be a case-by-case basis. I mean, typically – you should be there for a year, but if there's a if there's a life event, all I'm saying is you're not ha- you're not handcuffed to that rule. Okay. Um, and as far as uh, if you're buying multifamily, which is anything between one and four units, 
units being the number of uh, dwellings associated with it. Uh, you know, two unit being a duplex, uh, three unit being a triplex, four unit being a fourplex. Uh, with a with a duplex, if again with the uh, if you're a first time home buyer and your loan amount's less than six sixty seven, you can actually put five percent down on that if it's going to be owner occupied. Triplex and fourplex is the rules are going to be different. You, st- you just have to put more money down. Got and it. And what about what about uh, um, what's it called? Border, uh, where you're renting the room. What's it called? Bor- border. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, never mind. That- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about when you because you can apply how much you're renting the room for towards oh, the. You talk about. Okay, you're talking about not an ADU, but you're talking about if there's a board, if there's, if there's a like if it's a multifamily or if it's just a regular house using part of the room and you're renting out one of the you rooms. rent out the square footage of the home. Okay, so that that's a whole different topic. But if you buy if you're buying a duplex, triplex, or fourplex, you can actually apply the rents from the other units towards your payment. Mm. So that does work. If you have an ADU, uh, you can only do it under under one product. So it can be fairly complex. Folks, this is Blake Nelson, Compass, Washington. Happy you had me out, Chris. 425-765-2185. Quasi, John L. Scott, 206-854-4132. Puget Sound, thanks for listening. Chris Davis with Laura's Home Loans and Mortgage Masters. You can reach me directly at 206-856-5438. Have a fantastic Sunday. Chris Davies, MLO 105695, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CO40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hi, this is Quasi with John L. Scott and the Quasi Homes team. As a real estate agent, I love helping my clients make the most of their investment. When you are selling a fixer upper, a teardown, or buildable land, you not only want to make the most for your property, you have so many other factors to consider. Can the buyer get financing? Do I want a bunch of people walking through the property? How long will it take to close and get my money? And that's where I come in. Strategy and experience are critical with these types of properties. I'll help you measure your options, hammer out the details, and get the best value. If you are considering selling your fixer-upper, teardown, or buildable land, give me a call. 206-854-4132. That's 206-854-4132. This is Quasi with John L. Scott. Start by investing in experience and strategy. All conversations are confidential. Call 206-854-4132. Some things go really good together, like a hammer and nail. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your hopes and desires with wisdom and guidance. Now, Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family have teamed up to give you over 65 years of combined experience and personalized service. So if you're looking to renovate, call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. If you've spotted that perfect fixer-upper, a renovation loan tied to the purchase could be a great way to get things fixed up before you move in. Questions about a renovation loan? Just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Good together. Mortgage Master Service Corporation and the Keel family. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA at laurashomeloans.com. 
Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hi, this is Patrick. And Lisa. And you've heard us here on Street Talk with Chris Davies. We don't just respond to real estate questions on the show. Nope. We're ready to take your call, meet in person, and start working for you. It's our mission to provide answers, guidance, and exceptional customer service. We aim to earn your trust as your local real estate team. Patrick. And Lisa. Give us a call at 206-954-3555. Again, 206-954-3555. Buying, selling, or or both. both. Your success is what matters most. Our connections can help. Patrick and Lisa, local experts coming together to help you find your place in the world. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com or give us a call at 206-954-3555. That's 206-954-3555. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com.